to the No Skips podcast. This is episode 11. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Monahan. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. That's fine. This is 1991, baby. We do, we do, we're not your rules, Dad. We're not playing by them tonight. It's Nirvana time. Do I need an introduction? I don't know. <laughs> that asshole is my husband. <laughs> Did you miss us for a week? We're back. Like I care. Wow. It's 91, baby. Are you okay? Who hurt you? Someone's. Hey, get in the headspace. Get some edge. I. Deftones kitten. Knock knock. Who's there? Depression. <laughs> Depression. Who? I want to take a nap. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh no. Okay. How else are we going to talk about Nirvana? I don't know. Maybe have a small intro to show. Just be like, hey, we're back after a week of being gone. But maybe we just get directly into it. We just raw dog this episode immediately. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. So, so I, I don't. I just, no, I, you're right. I'm playing by the rules over here. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I can't. I can't. Well, no, I can. Well, it's more of a rectangle. That's. I'm square. I'm a square. L seven. Oh, is that what that's supposed to? <gasps> oh my gosh! I just learned it. L7, yeah, loser. She's a square. Just because I was a marching band for so many years <laughs> doesn't mean I was a square. I played the piccolo sometimes. <laughs> you ever held a bass flute? No. Wee, 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 I held wee, a bass that's flute. That's what they sound like. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> and bass flute. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you do. I can't do it. Oh, as low as I can go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it is like a didgeridoo. Wow. Listen, you didn't come here to listen to me talk about marching band. Unless you did, I can uh, include No, I'm that. sorry. Well, you're not sorry. You came to hear some just some disruptive-ass 90s tude. 90s tude. That, that, that Nirvana brought to the scene. That's and I'm, right. We're bringing it back. My 30 years watering. later. We're covering, oh my gosh, 30 years. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I was five when this came out. What the hell? <laughs> no, just turned six. I just turned six when this came out. Six years old. Too young for me. Too young. Uh, listen. You were the baby on the cover. That was me. With that my, was you. With my penis. <laughs> with my penis. <laughs> my, with my penis. Uh, we are covering Nirvana's Nevermind, which was dropped September 24th, 1991, which I... Sorry about that, Mike. I was laughing about because we have a child whose birthday is September 24th. He's a rocker, man. He, he got that spirit. loves In Bloom by yeah. Nirvana. and He gets him fired up. Yeah, and I was just like, that's hilarious that it came out on his birthday 30 years ago. So whatever the case is, well, 25 years to his birthday. Um, so what's up? Let's talk about this album. No big deal. It sold 10 million copies in the U.S., so it's certified diamond. Yep. No big deal. Um, this was a second studio album, Bleach, of course, being the first. I don't look at me. I don't know. You okay? That's fine. Interesting. I knew that. I didn't know that. I sort of knew that. <coughs> I almost put in utero first. How many? But how many total with unplugged? So, what four? Oh, well, I guess unplugged would mean four. Yeah, that's that was my memory. I just wanted to want to gut check that one. So I'm probably wrong. Whatever the case is, someone's screaming. Um, so this was also the first album featuring Dave Grohl as a yeah, drummer. Yeah, that makes you? sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And this album kind of swings all over the place in terms of genre. I mean, not all over the place. There's not like boy band pop, but there's there's like punk in some songs. There's definitely like grunge in others, and then there's like when he goes acoustic, right? There's you know it, it, you, they're hear, variables. They're sure, variables sure. for an album that is. What, what many consider the cornerstone of the grunge movement. So, sure. so um, 
It was the perfect album for any teenager that felt out of place in 1991. And to judge from when you see, I mean, the Nirvana t-shirts are still popular. That one kind of wigs me out a little bit. Well, I think anything like that. I just, just like with the with the ex-boyfriend that wore the Pink Floyd shirts. I'm sure he did like sure, Pink Floyd, but, but there, not but all bands ascend to that. Pink Floyd did ascend to that. Nirvana ascended to that. There are lots of bands that were incredibly big in the 90s that did not ascend to that realm of yeah. like basically timelessness. And that that's I think that's what's interesting about coming back to this album now because it is it is a timeless album yeah. as far as that goes to well, what but it's accessing. There's also the the whole Kurt Cobain storyline there that i think a lot of people could never not pay attention to no matter no matter what nirvana could have ended up being what happened to what happened with kurt will has just solidified them as a band that has materialized in this realm like we're talking about so that's true so shall we get into it did you want to say anything overarching about the album yeah um here we go No, I mean it, it's 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 just it's it's fascinating to come to that now because I think it's evergreen. I think um, it's funny to ninety one. You're coming out of the eighties, right? Uh, every sort of musical kind of moment is in 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 concert with what you know, or re- in rhythm rather, or or in reaction to what mm-hmm. came before. And as a lot of ink has been spilled on, you've got grunge coming as a sort of almost a reformation of the excesses. You got you have you have seventies. You got prog rock. You got everything got way out there, very very out there. But then punk reacted to that, and then eighties. You got hair metal. You got all this sort of studio gloss, mm-hmm. and this feels very immediate and crunchy. You know, mm-hmm. very 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 solid and and um, tactile in a way that I think you've seen that kind of cycle repeat as like studio tech starts to move further and further along. Um, there's like there's always that sort of reactionary moment. People are like, what are we doing? Strip it down to get something raw, something real. I think a lot of those kinds of acts are coming out of hip hop now rather than rock occasionally you still get some punk you get still some rock but i think in terms of the the cultural vitality i don't know if there's ever been a nirvana again in rock i think any of the nirvanas i mean no i mean you know what i mean i i think in some ways i, I mean i almost hate to say it no i can't say that corn I can't you're say thinking of no i was <laughs> i was gonna say I'm, I'm so embarrassed to say this. Lincoln Park, because no, they, no, no. They new, were new metal was was a new was a new thing. Now it doesn't. I don't think it it rates for because it was very highly produced. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 just it's just the appeal and the way that people are able to sure. bomb onto it. I oh, think sure. I think coming. I mean, uh, I don't know. The late two thousands were still pretty heavy in rock. I mean, but this was coming. I, mean, I don't know. The nineties were full of lots of roller coasters musically. Sure. Yeah, I, of course. I mean, well, at least at least for me personally, and therefore I assume the rest of the world did the exact same thing I did, which was like start country, move R and B, rap, and then uh, rock. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, th- you had the ascendancy of of hip hop. So, so in two thousand, I think two thousand, I think right around again, kid A. I think that's the first time you have hip hop outselling 
country and rock yeah. in the Billboard yeah. charts. That's a huge flip in terms of you know kind of cultural currency. Um, and I think you had a lot of interesting sort of inter- interactions kind of related to that. So that's that's I guess that's that's where my head goes when I think about Nirvana. And also, so this came out in 91, and what I was looking up was um, other artists that were big in 91, because I, I, I remember this time, but it was good to have a refresher of a list, and it was just like Ryan, no, Brian Adams, not Ryan Adams, mm-hmm. Brian Adams, Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson, sure, Color Me Bad, Boys to Men, and it's like, that's what was big right now, and then out of left field comes Nirvana, or Nirvana, Nirvana, and it's just, it's so so jarringly different and and i well we'll talk about the album as a whole later on but it was just considering what was going on at the time for this to come out of course this garnered attention and turned heads this was you know this was what a lot of people needed because they were like i don't really connect to brian adams i don't really connect to sure to mariah carey where where am i i'm not really a motley crew kid either so Mm -hmm. what what am i doing and then here came nirvana well, and, and yeah, and and the and the culture of America in the '80s, right? We're still suffering from that. Not to get all political about this, but but Reagan and Reagan's policies, massive privatization of stuff, um, of deregulation, all this sort of stuff that the markets, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of just horrible behavior happened in the '80s, and there's just sort of this glut of excess, and and sometimes some of the some of that art, you know, of course, art reflects the times, and mm-hmm. so I think you had this sort of spillover. I mean, what an incredible thought. 91, 91. And you get one of the key albums where it's like, oh shit, this is what the 90s are, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. this album. Exactly, like you say, com- compared to those contemporaries, those are cute. Those are fun. And they're 90s, but not in the like the same way, at least to me, in terms of like really like setting a, a, a keystone down in terms of how people thought about the entire decade, mm-hmm. how people thought of youth culture, how right. people thought of attitudes, an entire generation of, of people, Gen Xers, Nirvana, you know, that's, that's, you just connect these two, um, in a huge, just a massive influence. And it, it still feels very contemporary as far as that goes, because it's like, if you guys, yeah. if you get, <laughs> I mean, man, if you get someone to, to, to pound the drums as, as well as Dave Grohl and then everyone else, with the same kind of just raw uh, energy and anger, right? That's another right. thing that's 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 a that's that's powerful there, you mm. know. Agreed. Well, let's get started. Let's get started. We start off with the one and only track one, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, which Any, yeah. Anytime we interact with a big track, I'm always like, "What is there to say?" What it's is like, there well, to say? I don't know <laughs> if I've ever really grappled with the, what the hell that's supposed to mean. So that's fine. So what smells like Teen Spirit? Yeah. Teen Spirit was, a, Teen Spirit was also the name of a deodorant in the '90s. Right. That so I that's used. Part of that. Gosh, I can still smell it. <gasps> I still smell like Teen Spirit. I but it's just that. a weird. It just, but it, it's like one of those things where it's like if you start repeating a word long enough, it doesn't m- make any sense anymore. And like that smells like Teen Spirit. Like, I can't, I don't understand it anymore. Right, right. It's just weird. Um, but uh, yeah, a great track. It's also that, weird. I mean, that riff is sure. absolutely undeniable. Sure. So iconic. Right. Let's see. Got to that. Gotta get those. How come? Did they ever chugga chugga? There's some there's some fair chugga chugga ing I feel like in this album, at least in some tracks. 
Our cats are back. Welcome back, cats. We're, we're, you're also back this week. Um, you've also got that droning and menacing way that he says, hello, 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 how low. Like, there's, just, there's, there's so much energy there. This, this song is about, like, what's the line? Uh, here we are now, entertain us, which I read that apparently that was something he would often say when he would go to a party or something like that. Like, but That's you funny. invited us over, so, like, entertain us like you know you could totally see some shit i Hello, bet he was cat. kind of a little bit of a bitch oh he was a person. total bitch yeah he seems like he would have been yeah no offense kurt cobain r.i.p you're, you're so Great. much cooler than i ever was playing the piccolo well but that's that's the that's the, the the getting locked away in a case when you die right all killer no filler and then you're dead and now you don't have to be like Oh, Kurt Cobain uh, is going back into rehab again. Uh, yeah, for this and that yeah. and the other, and he's fat, and he's balding, you know, and right. he's, he's and he's wearing weird mm. glittery jeans now, and everyone's like, "You fucking suck, man!" Like, right? None Here's of a picture that. Picture him with the Starbucks iced latte. You'll never <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You, you he'll never have to deal with that, and it's and I and I think. I mean, again, basically look at Dave Grohl. I think Dave Grohl's had an awesome career. I don't like a lot of the later. Um, later Foo Fighter albums he has his own I mean again to be in two classic bands that's crazy mm-hmm. that's that's for another time yeah um but like I think you look at Dave Grohl and I think that's the very very best version of what he what could have happened with Kurt Cobain but anyway that, that, that's not about the music it's just it's just fascinating because that it still informs it because that's I think that's part of when you come to this album it feels so weirdly timeless and crystalline in mm-hmm. that way because right. it's like I can come back to this and my image of this guy like it's hard it's weird it feels different to say like listen to guns and roses right axel got old and weird and fat and gross and the plastic surgery and and the terrible excesses of his later work you see that and you think about that and it can be hard to shut that out when you come to his absolute masterpiece early work Right. With Guns N' Roses. Appetite for Destruction. It's just incredible. Maybe we should do one that album. No, thank you. <laughs> Challenge yourself. You need to grow. No. I'll grow bored of doing the show if we Cabal. have to do Guns N' Roses. But this was a great opening track for an album just to be like, this is what we're doing. You are invited to join. Well, some of you are invited to join, specifically <laughs> the angry teenagers in the back. Come forward. Right. And this is for you. And welcome to the roller coaster. And then... After that, we immediately go to track two, which, in my opinion, is Are there any big singles off of Bleach? I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know Nirvana so. well I, enough. I, I, to I say. don't think. Well, I don't think Nirvana as Nirvana really existed because if you don't have Dave Grohl, I don't think you really have the band in the same way. Yeah, it's probably a not. Alternate history, kind of. So many people have said so much about Nirvana, so and nothing. we're just bungling it. Totally, totally bungling it right now. In Bloom. Which I will go ahead and go on record as saying this is my favorite Nirvana track. Period. This oh. is the one. Evil Heart Shape Box <laughs> is pretty good. Heart Shape Box is pretty good, but this is better. In Bloom is much better, even though it's a song kind of mocking people coming to their shows who are kind of out of the scene, right? right. Like, you know, likes all our pretty songs. He likes to shoot his gun. Blah, 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 blah. It's just yeah, that that whole this whole track is making fun of the people who are just kind of like the fair weather fans. Um, but it's like, well, you made him made an oopsie because <laughs> the song making fun of everyone is your most catchy song. Yeah. And it's it and it is one that a lot of to, to my five year old then at the time three or four was yeah. was fake playing on a guitar. That's yep. what you got. <laughs> it's true. It's true when you have that massive a hook. 
Yeah. Well, you know what I'll say? And maybe I could wait until we're a little further in. No. But what I could say is I got tired. I got tired. This album feels almost like it's so stacked with recognizably hits. Like there is a crazy proportion of this album that got radio play. Oh, a you think you're crazy pro- amount? A crazy amount. I, I am familiar. I, I've never sat down when I was in the in the 90s, because I'm 100 years old. I never sat down and listened to this album, ever. And I still know almost all the songs like the back of my hand, because they got radio play. But the only hits were Smells Like Teen Spirit, In Bloom, I didn't Come say As You Are. Hits. Well, but the ones that got radio play. I, I mean, unless you had a totally different radio station, but the only ones I remember... <laughs> we did. 107.1 of the planet. Basically, after... After Come As You Are, I've never heard any of these other songs. See, that's interesting. Ever. I'll have to look up the actual singles release. Maybe maybe I'm sort of um, putting wrong? together. I could be <laughs> kind of sort of wrong. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm compositing wrong. this uh, image of like later. Because, I mean, this, this album got mined out for like soundtrack use and yeah. other kind of, you know, stuff for decades. So I might be compositing that. But anyway, what I'm just going to say is it has a, such a singular quality because it's like bam, 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 bam. Like I, it, I don't think for as classic as this album is, I don't think pacing is exactly one of its one of its great. I would agree with you on that. One of its great um, qualities. But there's something to be said for that as well. Right. Like, screw you, buddy. You, you need to need a need a breather there, Grandpa. Press the press the stop button on your tape cassette. Screw you. Take a nap. Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Were they even calling people boomers at that time? Boomers is a is a relative like as boomer as pejorative is a relatively recent innovation. That last couple of years. Yeah. Come as you are. So this one, I mean, so you've got I mean, smells like Teen Spirit's doing its it's kind of hard rock thing. In Bloom is a little brighter, more playful in some ways, and then come as you are. Brings you down a bit more with a lot right. of contradictory statements. Right. Well, and right? it's also got that, whatever they're doing with that guitar tuning, right? It's minor, but it's also like discordant. I don't understand. I don't know I'm not all a, the I'm not a real, I'm not a real what you call music guy, which is why we have this podcast. Perfect. I'm so glad. I'm so <laughs> glad that we're doing that thing. But you're right. It, it's kind of got this like upsetting drony sound to it. Yeah. They, they. Technical. I, well, it's, but it's of a piece. It's like you say. In it, um, smells like Teen Spirit is sort of this like, all right, mission statement. This is what to expect, right? And then they kind of work through the different sort of modalities of this mood, and you're just like, oh my gosh, yeah, woo, because it's energetic, but boy, it gets gets in some dark places too. It does. Um, one thing I wanted to note about the lyrics was that the, uh, someone pointed out something interesting that in verse two. Come doused in mud, soaked in bleach. Did you read the the bit about this? No. Nope. Uh, this could have been directly tied to a 1990 anti heroin campaign in Seattle. Crazy. Where the slogan was, "If doused in mud, soak in bleach." Is that not the craziest slogan? What the hell? I know Seattle's kind of fucked up. We lived there for, I lived there for hmm, six years. Yeah. So five, five, almost six years. And it's, and in it's, well, and, and, and this, we're, t- we're talking about the, the, the sort of the pre major tech reinvention of Seattle. Right. Like our, our buddy Aubrey was like, man, I lived here in the nineties. It was filthy. Like right. It was a really filthy town. Yeah. And, and now it's, 
That's <laughs> grunge, right? That's the texture yeah. of, of of early Nirvana. So perhaps that's one of the connections to this to this, but come as you are kind of has this feeling of like I'm coming in peace. I I don't really like like I, I got that from the and I swear that I don't have a gun. No, I don't have a gun. I was like maybe the per- I don't really I don't really know what to make. And I, I as I read through this and and read more about Kurt Cobain himself, I realized that a lot of what he does lyrically is so he he told Dave Grohl at one point, music is always first, lyrics come sure. come last. And to the point where they were halfway done recording this album and still working out lyrics here and there. Um but as a result, Kurt Cobain never did not frequently put a lot of weight into lyrics. Sure. So for me to be trying to like weasel right. around, it's like, well, there may not it may just take the album as a whole yeah. as opposed to trying to pick apart lyrics because this ain't yeah. the one. No, no, I, I hear that. And I, I think I think that's what that's the level he sounds like he's operating at is mm-hmm. evocative imagery, right? Something that like, well, I can tweak I can tweak this, I can tweak your nose, or I can be create an interesting image or something evocative or mm-hmm. be like, whoa, like again, something that really kind of piles on the mood. But yeah, I wouldn't go plumbing for depths. No, exactly. not necessarily. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about Come As You Are? Because this to me is where I drop off in terms of knowing the album. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But again, first three songs, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Breed. We picked the speed up quite a bit more with a lot of like adrenaline and fury with this one. Um, to me, it felt like a song about a guy kind of just like w- settling down, but kind of not wanting to, but feeling like that was the trajectory trajectory of life. Like, the, what, what was the, pl- we'll plant a house, we'll build a tree or something uh-huh. like that. This was that tron- this song, I believe. But I yeah. can just like, I can just imagine mosh pits were a thing when they were around, right? Sure. Can you imagine what the mosh pit would have oh, been like during been this track? Nuts. Just nuts. I kind of want to see it. I want to go back in time. Hey, we bring it back just, from the dead. You ever just go? You ever just go back in time? Sometimes. Fun fact: I've sat on the bench next to Kurt Cobain's death house several times. There you go. Hi, death cool house. Cool note. Hi, death house. Cool bench. <laughs> I sit cool, here. Cool bench in front of your death house. I sit here now. Got it. Got it. Anything for breed? Uh, yeah. That again. Uh, maybe I'm just a poser. Maybe I'm just wrong. But I, I. This was another very familiar track to me. Um. Maybe you're love, legit. I love, I love the the drum roll. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Grohl, the number of tracks for such a long time you have, you have, and for 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 to me, and maybe there are other ones. I know he's been in several different projects, but to me, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, uh, and then his work, um, both on recording and occasionally touring with Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, as the right, drummer. right just peerless it's just i don't know if there's been a better and of course to have his own band and be like oh i i'll go and not be behind the drum kit and i'll have my own i'm also awesome. a pretty good front man <laughs> yeah turns out turns out it did did okay um yeah so so breed it just has huge uh, and i think that's every every part of the song um rather every part of the album it has that that reinforcing um discontent right mm-hmm. it's like this song right we can build a house we do we can we can do all this bullshit how about that is that cool dad you know like it has this sort of insouciant um uh attitude to all of it 
that it really like it has a pile on effect where right. it's like by the time you really spend time on this album and then come out the other side and you're like whatever man whatever dad. this doesn't matter um i lied lithium i am familiar with because I, I just didn't recognize the track title but it's the i'm so happy yes that, i was that, gonna say that yeah which i i am kind of familiar with but yes i, I was wrong about that lithium the next track is also a single from this one so yeah this was according to what i read online this was a song about depression and turning to religion after the death of a girlfriend to Oof. keep from uh killing himself uh totally fictional story okay and although this but a lot of this album was after the breakup with to toby vale toby vale of mm. bikini kill so that was his first big Crazy. like yeah she's cute she's cute and then he was like no <laughs> i don't know how that ended but um, but yeah, a lot of ups and downs in the lyrics itself from like, I'm so happy in one line and the next one is I'm so ugly in the next. So a lot yeah. of like depression and situations there. Yeah. Emotional volatility. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I, d I don't know. This is shortly, shortly before this is where I'm just like, I don't really like this album. <laughs> so Interesting. I, I certainly there's a tremendous amount of appreciation for it. Mm. I, I, it's not that I don't, I think it's, it's too fast for me. That, that, that's, that's what I mean. I, I feel yeah. like it has a sort of a punishing cadence to it, which again, given I, the youth, I can, I can take a, a good. It's it's the drum. It's sorry, sure. Dave Grohl, but it's the drum because oftentimes you'll put on music that has this kind of like, especially the fast, the faster. It's that that's not what happens in Lithium, but in like Breed, Breed and yeah. and was it Territorial Pissings or whatever. Sure. That's just not my style. I, okay. I'll I'll take a fast song. I was just laughing this morning because Minus the Bear is the perfect cadence to push me faster sure on my spin bike. here we go on my spin bike. <laughs> when are we going to cover meno Celoso? oh my gosh it was a good album but oh i, I didn't realize that was what you were talking about i just thought it was a spin bike thing i just was making a like reaction to that no um but i don't know i just this is obviously this is a good album it, it's it's tremendously important given what it brought into the rock scene <laughs> a lot of what i love hey do you guys see what you just brought into the rock scene have you guys checked this out <laughs> i love this this little like you, you're bringing this into the rock scene in hey. this economic climate <laughs> Where's, uh, is this a is this a is this a butch fig i want to say this is a butch fig album i believe i've read that okay but whatever the talk, case talk is about a killer man yeah, lithi mm. Lithium is good. Polly is the next track, which is an odd one. Because according to this one, this was uh, apparently there was in Tacoma, Washington in 1987, a 14-year-old girl that was abducted, raped, and tortured by a guy named Gerald Friend, who was able to eventually, she was able to eventually get away from him. But this story is kind of about that situation. I was going to say, it gets pretty dark. It gets pretty dark. and I, This is something that doesn't feel contemporary. This one doesn't like, feel, yeah. You know, the, the, the idea of having the artistic wherewithal to explore this in a song yeah. is deeply not contemporary to the, to, to the times, shall we say. To the times, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really remember Mariah Carey's song about <laughs> the girl from Tacoma who got abducted, abducted. raped, oh and tortured. Man, it's, the Pacific it's Northwest. It's a, well, it's a dark place, like literally, right? Yeah. The, you you have the that that high latitude and and high latitude, and boy, were the winters dark, dark, dark. The good days were good. The bad days were so bad. Well, and I mean, as we knew, 
people living with mental health issues, it was a real pile on. So yeah, it was. Yeah, nothing like going to work in the dark and coming oh home in the dark. Gosh. That was the worst. Just sitting there at like 4 p.m. in Capitol Hill. Woo. Just watching the sun go down in mid-December. You're like, there's no fucking way this is happening. <laughs> this cannot be happening to me. But Polly, I don't know, a very dark song. Though it's kind of got like a kind of plucking and weirdly playful tone here and there which is which is 100 percent a nirvana thing to do in some ways i right. suppose about a song so deep and dark to kind of make it kind of mm. odd and playful but certainly no one else making a song quite like this in 91 yeah i mean i i i want to say that was, there's a certain milieu that you saw in the 90s I, i'm like i can think of I mean, there are precedents right there are it, it kind of recalls some of the uh kind of aggressive Aggressive. That's there's aggressive. an aggressive. Take a that. Sh in there. Amelia, did you learn there's something? Some, <laughs> some of the aggressive stuff of like even even as far back as uh, as the Velvet um, Underground. Like there were some there were some crazy songs. There's a there's a there's a really long almost spoken word uh, piece about a boy that uh, loves a girl and so he mails himself uh, in a box to her and then she unbeknownst to what the contents of the box ends up killing him um it's it's a kind of a fucked up song yeah um that, that like there there is a precedence right there's a precedence else. of like i'm you know we're, we're 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 positing ourselves in a certain kind of you know edgy territory and also you know like I, I i don't know it's it's funny that's another part of the sort of the sort of the frozen youth of someone like kurt cobain he's he's forever that guy and it's like dude he's probably just another fucking kid who just didn't know he didn't get his shit sorted out yet yeah mm -hmm. he, he probably had some amazing songs you know uh still left in him for a long time but we'll never know but all we have left is like him just being kind of a kid and being like what if i write hey this was this was something how about i write a song about this right it's just yeah. again probably doesn't <laughs> need to to be uh, overanalyzed as far as that goes. That's but that's fair because there's plenty of overanalyzing to come with territorial pissings, <laughs> which is a great, it feels really a very funny juvenile title, but a very, good one. Yeah, and then um, uh, I forget the name of the song. The 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 very very over the top, um, out of tune singing. Come on, people now, smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another. It's awful. Right now, I hate that. Um, what's uh, is it? Come together right now? No, that's Over not come me. together. It's it, but it is a it is like a it is a like a '60s standard that is is a just a exquisite sort of pop song. Oh, um, I wouldn't know. Well, 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 that's some that's there's there's some context for that. That's good because I wasn't sure where the hell that came from. So thank you yeah, for giving that some. Yeah, it's a it's a cover and it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's it's for even as on the nose as so much of the album is, it feels very on the nose. Maybe a little too exquisitely on the nose. It's it's peak, peak, screw you, dad kind of territory. In yeah. terms of, but maybe that's maybe that's what it was needed in '91. Probably was. Yeah. Of course, this refers to what an animal does to claim territory. Is sure. To piss on it. That's what I personally do. Sure. Looking at cats. Peeing on the cats. Angrily. As he's sniffing the air. To establish I'll dominance. I'll piss on you. What's up? I promise I will. I don't have anything better to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> when this show is over, I'm peeing on you, cat. Um, 
But apparently this was something how Kurt saw how how men treated women or something like that and mm. wanted to have it be a commentary on on that and about like men's approach to women and sex and power sure. and things like that so i also love the line never met a wise man if so it's a woman <laughs> that one made me smile but it, this one this one felt like a proper like almost punk genre song sure did you feel that yeah yeah, yeah. would you agree with that yeah no there's there's a lot of that dna running through nirvana and grunge itself these nuts it, right. I try and think of an A word. I can't think of it. These nuts, asshole. I don't know. That was awful. I shouldn't have. There I can't, it is. It's I fine. I can't delete it. It's on the internet forever now. Here DNA. you go. It's a. Hey, it's the nineties, man. It's ninety one. What I was looking up earlier was talking because I was like, when did think thinking about songs that were really rough and the content were was pretty dark? I was like, when did Jeremy come out? It was also ninety one. <laughs> I was gonna say I remember that out. Yeah, you fucking remember Shoot. Jeremy. Not even knowing everything that was going on, even in that video, you're like, oh, I don't like the way this I feels. I never saw, I never saw the video, but my you brother. You never seen the no, video? No, my, I don't my even brother, know. My brother listened to that album a lot, and so I, I spun, I spun, um, yeah, ten, I believe is is the the title of Think Pearl so. Jam's first first album. We spun that a lot. It was like because we had just gotten a CD player, and it was like the Holy of Holies. You didn't touch. You didn't jangle the CD player. It was we. It was there are there are Bibles that don't get the tender care and <laughs> attention that our CDs, yeah. our early CD and CD changer got. Um, I can't believe you've never seen days. a video for Jeremy. I don't even know if you could find an uncensored version anymore. What the heck? What the hell? Go to 8chan <laughs> for that. Is 8chan still up? I don't know. You Who should cares? don't go there. I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna pee on my cat and go to HN. Very 1991. Very 1991. Um, okay. Drain you. Yeah. Um, again, this very. Uh, I f- I think that there's a lot of this. Like again, a very dark view of humanity comes through, especially in this. Right. Yeah. It's like to me. That's that's the, my impression of it is is like that that relationships are transactive and yeah and yeah that you know it's who who's who's gonna suck the life out of the other which I don't know how in his personal life he'd ever get the feeling that that's <laughs> what relationships are like. He seems like he really picks some winners. Although so <laughs> so so uh, again with um is it Toby Toby Vale the the chick from Bikini Kill. This one was about her, to my understanding. Um, let's see, one because one of the lines he said that I'm lucky, I'm lucky to have met you was something that she had said apparently while they were breaking up, and then while while they were breaking up as well, she said it's now my duty to completely drain you, which were two two excerpts from that whole scenario that he used in the lyrics of this song. Crazy. So certainly this is about that. And of course, the line I travel through a tube and end up in your infection, and I was like, yeah. is that? Are we talking drugs here? Are we talking about a blowjob that ends in an STD transferal <laughs> or what's up? But again, just mostly probably just a evocative language, right? But it's still good to think about. It's still fun to think about. It's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, <laughs> after 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 lithium, I got kind of bored for a while. Sorry. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. 
if you want to know the context to that real quick side note into our dark you want to talk about beautiful dark twisted <laughs> fantasy dark twisted references on, to on videos board <laughs> is a reference to the michael jackson do you do you remember in the video when it's got eddie murphy is like a, an egyptian king and what was the, the pharaoh yeah what and, was the, uh, what, act, the shoot i was this beautiful model, d- d- very popular in the 90s. Yeah. Look it up while I'm talking. But there's D- David Bowie's wife. Gosh, oh, okay. It. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's there with him. And after like a weird, awkward silence, <laughs> panning around, she just lets out this, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and we have laughed so hard about Iman, that. Iman, yeah. Iman. Uh, obviously, Iman is a, a, very, a very important person in her own life. I, I don't mean to... I don't mean to try and make out that. Um, I don't know anything about him. On. She was a, she was an extremely famous uh, uh, model, and I think also. Um, Whatever the case is, she let out one big on board in a Michael Jackson video, and that has forever. Funny. She's changed. from Mogadishu. That's rad. Crazy. That's so rad. Lounge act. Yeah. This one he has certified. This is about Toby Vale. Um, <laughs> Some say it's meant to be from Toby's perspective, which would maybe make sense with the line, I'll go out of my way to prove I still smell her on you. I don't that's, know if there was any kind of concern, yeah, but that seems like doesn't a stretch. It doesn't sound like healthy relationship talk is what I feel about that line. Smelling someone else on your partner, though. That's, well, that's but, but, but to say that and be like, I'm going to, that's what I'm, yeah, it's it's all very, that's all very it's all pretty fucked up he seems like someone who took uh breakups to heart pretty hard yeah anyone in this uh look he and taylor swift would have had a lot to talk about just like what like the how how much they're gonna write a full albums about about jilted lovers who would make the first melancholy link (laughs) album about the other one (laughs) Billy Corkin would probably still hop in and be like, I'm also sad. I'm Billy Corkin. I'm Gru from Despicable Me. <laughs> I'm Gru. I'm Billy Corgan. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. This this reads to me like an ode to the grunge movement, but also kind of like keeping keeping posers away and out of it. So more like a jab at people in the pop culture realm. So like right. monkey see, monkey do, rather be dead than cool. Every line well, ends in rhyme. Less is more, love is blind. So again, cultural context uh-huh. coming out of the 80s as a reaction to so much of that stuff, much as at many times hip hop is about authenticity. These early grunge era, you know, what was it all about? It was all about being authentic, being real, and not selling out, right? Who are the real guys? Who are the real part of the scene, right? Who are their original, and and who are the posers? Who are the fakers, right? And who is going to sell out, right? right? And that was that was like so important, and it's fascinating to think about that because that's just not how things are anymore, mm-hmm. right? People are like, oh, you scored that, uh, you scored that uh, commercial, you know, for 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 Dove. <laughs> nice what are the what are the numbers on that you know like cool be cool like so so much of that kind of cultural moment is so different now and so it is that's that's funny to me i i I think the sound of the album and the energy is very contemporary 
some of that kind of preoccupation with like who's real man yeah you're a f- you're phony poser is probably the most aggravating word to me it's rough it's, it's above moist <laughs> the moist poser oh that's my moist that's my election i've that's dated a... so many moist posers <laughs> moist poser i love oh that. my gosh does moist poser come after moi povich <laughs> no that's Mori that's povich. like that's like my my verging on uh gabber electronic act is is gabber? moist poison just look up gabber if no you're not sure no, i'm fine don't look i up have gabber. no shit to do on a plane i don't god i didn't like the song i don't have anything about it the lyrics didn't say anything to me the song didn't say anything to me this is another one i was it very familiar were familiar with from the time how it, it, people love that song is this just something they played in champagne urbana it's possible. It's pretty grungy. Although, tone. but you weren't doing the Champagne Urbana thing in '91. Not in '91, but the the cultural half life of this album was. I mean, people still deal with this album, so it's not like I wasn't still around. You know, in high school in the late '90s, you just had to deal with Nirvana. Do you have anything to add about on a plane? Because I have nothing. Uh, nothing springs to mind. That's all right. What's what's again? What what could we add to the bonfire? That's a, one of the only troubles. That's one of the downsides to doing a super duper classic, super certified whatever album. Yeah. If it does, well, I mean, I I like step back. I really love doing Dark Side of the Moon because mm-hmm. it touched you personally. Right. It, this is like, uh, it's like saying, okay, I see where this is, and it's cool to revisit mm-hmm. it. I feel like I'm connecting to that moment in time, connecting back to the '90s, but. Yeah, I was never like crazy about Nirvana. Mm-hmm. The, some of the latter, just like I'm, I'm, I'm a New Order guy more than I am a Joy Division guy. Like, right? I, I'm more like Foo Fighters and some of the other things that Dave Grohl would go on to do more than like getting super obsessed with with what Nirvana did. Right, and I do have friends that are pretty super obsessed with Nirvana, and that's cool. By all means, I got that way with Deftones. I'm not still that way. But I understand what they were doing. And well, it was I, there, and, and, and it was and hard not are to. are not Nirvana. Sure, not even close. But 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 only three studio albums, and then a and then a live recording album, and that's it. But yeah. when there's so many like singles and hits, and like and and really just tight. I mean, the pop song crafting. I think that's that's a really interesting sleight of hand. The 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 hidden song jam. Yeah, Which we'll is, get to that one. Well, it's Garbo. I don't know if we really need to spend oh, much do time. We? I think it's I think it's I think it's Garbs. You're Garbo. I think it's Garbs. It was Garbo. How can Garbs. the one thing that I was like that was rad? You'd be really? like, that's right. I fucking I liked it because it was just like, well. Spoiler alert: We're fighting about the secret. We're track. Do you want to say anything about? Well, something in the way deserves something in the way is excellent. It might be my favorite song of the album. Well, let's 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 talk. No, let's do something in the way that we'll talk endless nameless. Something in the way we end on a pretty. Like com- coming off of the other songs, we're coming on to a very sad, slow song. To me, reads like the story of a homeless person at, at face value. A right. homeless person just kind of li- like literally living under a bridge with holes I, in the tarp. I eat every single person in Seattle. Yeah. Or or the, or the majority of residents now of the Pacific Northwest. And again, not to make light of it, but to poke a joke a little bit because there's an incredible homeless problem. It is. Yeah. I have friends who live there currently who are just like, it's un- it's unreal. The things that that are happening there right now, I feel for the people that are homeless though, because it's just, it's, I don't know exactly the situation of how people ended up right. in, in Portland and Seattle, but it's crazy. Well, I'm glad I brought it up, and now now I'm we're the talking asshole. about it. Now, now we're talking. Yeah, you're now you're the jerkwad. Um, 
but yeah, it's, I don't know. I really, I think it's one of the most finely tuned and honed songs on the album in terms of uh, the sound, shaping the sound, right? That is a very, like, there's not a vocal on the rest of this album that is that, like, perfectly matched to the sentiment and or i say uniquely matched there's there's a lot of really great vocals on the album mm-hmm. but but this is a unique vocal take and the tenor of it and and the two final album final song album enders that's an interesting question when you're right. doing an album right do you do you let them off easy do you let them off slow do you do you know do kind of like a oh, let's do a cool down let's do mm-hmm. a cool down after our workout you know there's a lot of schools of thought for final final song do you do you leave them wanting a little bit more and so you just throw the album on again or is it you know like dark side of the moon where you you basically s- Blart slow side f- of the moon. <laughs> you do the slow fade out and then just let's start let's go back. back start this, this one, yeah, back up again. This album was so heavy and and hard in so many places, and this is like putting a sad. I water. love I love that. I love I love the disquieting aspect of it. No, I mean again, I do too. I love movies. Oh, oh, oh I love it too. Oh, oh, oh. No, me too. Me oh. too. No, but you know that you know that I love movies that don't give me what I want at the end. Right. I like movies like that, and so I'm not I'm not disappointed with this in any means. I thought it was a good song. When I, I, I come I back, it more when than I others. kept coming. When I was when I was listening to this album for the show, um, that was the song that I, I kind of wa- I felt like putting on more than than the rest. I could see that, and then we get ten full minutes of silence when you think the sad train is over, and then here comes aggression fest. Psych, psych, bitch, you thought. Yeah, I, I felt like it was garbage. Uh, it felt wow. like it felt like the like like isn't it cool to jam when so much of what had come before. Like I think again, that's that's the sleight of hand to me. Is it like, oh, we're so raw, we're so uh, unpolished. Uh, but do, this you, is so do you know the backstory of what happened with this? No, let me finish, man. Let me finish. We're like we're like we're so grunge, we're so real, and it's like oh, we're so grunge and so real in like perfectly packageable three to four minute pop songs that are like legit great pop songs. Mm-hmm. So. That's the character of the album to me, and I just feel like uh, at the end it just feels sloppy. It feels like uh, obligatory hidden song. That's how I feel. Okay, so but what's the real story? The story behind this, to my understanding, is that this was Kurt's uh, response to being upset at how long it was taking to record. Like, like he was just frustrated at the lack of progress. I believe this was when they were working on Lithium. Okay, and so he just started like fucking tear assing around and, and like doing his own thing and singing and getting it out and then the other two Dave Grohl and uh, Chris Chris, 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 yeah, Chris, Chris Novoselic yeah. I should know that because he's in a band with Eric Friend now of course <laughs> my friend um, and uh, and they were just like yeah and they just started so it ended up kind of just being like this raucous spur of the moment just let out all your aggression thing mm-hmm. and so it was a hidden track on this album it became a b-side on other stuff, to my understanding, I could be wrong about the B side thing, but it was it was just pure spur of the moment yeah, frustration, and, 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 and you hear it. It sounds exactly like that. It was, but it was, but to me, I liked how raw it. it was. I liked it. I, 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 because you didn't hear that out of Kurt yet in the album. There, there sure. was, there was, there was certainly because everything at that point just seemed so kind of like apathetic teenager in some ways sure. right and to, to hear him really giving it at this point is like this is this is enjoyable I'm, I'm liking 
you actually bringing something. I don't want to say actually bringing something. Like say, there are, there are some pretty there are some pretty heavy vocals though uh, takes, but not album. not quite like that. Not quite like what's happening here. What's happening here is is extremely raw. This is yeah. this this the sushi. <laughs> It's the sushi of the is album. The, is it the tree fingers of the album? It's not tree fingers. Tree fingers of this album is is what's that one on a plane? No. Barring. Barring. I don't. Maybe pissings. I was gonna say. Well, no, 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 no. Well, no. We Polly. I get that. If I could, if if maybe uh, if there's a skips, if there's a skips that you're gonna itch for, for me it was Polly. I could see that. Okay. Well. That's well never bye. mind. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> That's never mind. Burner, Burner, Werner by Nirvana. Werner, Werner, Goosebumps. When was the last time anyone said that? Hopefully, longer. I can say at least that here's a band that earned its name. Yeah, because of right, this idea. Well, no, the the the, the idea of Nirvana. Nirvana right? Yes, no, of, I understand. Of, of breaking breaking that cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like in the cultural moment, and what they brought to the table. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I think I get it. You don't get it. <laughs> you think you get Fucking it. Fucking poser. <laughs> you, you don't get it. You like to shoot get your out gun. of here, Dad. Yeah. Go shoot your gun. <laughs> Go shoot your Herky gun. Durka. Um, it was it was good. I am probably not gonna come back to it, and that's okay. Wow. That's okay. That's all right. It is okay. I don't the the, the having spent so much time with those songs, whereas for me coming back to it in like roughly in college and then really getting to know and enjoy melancholy that was like an integrative experience coming right. coming to this now it does feel too remote and to me it's more like like what kind of idiot dj would put all these nirvana singles one next to each other right and i was like oh wait that's the album <laughs> They are the idiots that did it. <laughs> you, you are the dummies, and so that's. I think that's the heart. That's the remoteness to me. Not only just in time, but also because all like I've worn out the grooves on so many of these songs. In like it, it, hell, even in playing rock band, right? Like the, a lot of these songs, I- either in soundtracks or in radio play through the nineties, um, in various ways that these songs show up, I heard a lifetime of them there. Right. And so it's it feels unnatural almost to come to the, it in an album format. So it's sorry to hear sorry to say that because the project here for the show was to say, hey, let's listen to albums as albums. This doesn't I don't know if this hangs together as like, wow, because there are some amazing classic songs. I don't know if I would call it classic album as album document. I would you know agree. I, mean? I would 100 percent agree with that statement. Yep. It was it was it is. A collection of very imp- um, uh, iconic songs yeah. for the moment. Yeah, it is not for me. <laughs> That's okay, but I'll just go get the you're Nirvana that baby, shirt. At you're Target. that baby in the pool, and you say, "No, I will not take that." I dollar. hide my pee pee, and I don't. Ne- I don't need that dollar. It's fine. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Stop. Listen, what's your takeaway word? You, you, you first. Fuck, teenager. That's all I've got. Teenager apathy because it, it's, I mean, certainly it's just, I don't know. In the words of Liam Lynch, whatever. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't do much for me and that's okay. That's okay. Your takeaway word is, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? No, 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 no laughing. No laughing. Just sounds. Just sound. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's no words. No talking, only sounds or laughing, laughing tests. Whatever TikTok is making us do right now, aside from cook, feta pasta. Cook. I don't know why my speech is doing that. Um, Listen, I desperately want another album that I can connect with like I did with Dark Side of the Moon. So, or maybe not connect with quite like that, but that's going to give me something. After this, I'm picking something. I was going to say, I had something in mind, but I was like, it's your turn. So can you remember anything from our list? You got their list in front of you? I have it in front of me. Let me look mm-hmm. at it. I don't know if I can turn this around without. Don't forget, we're plugged into so many yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those fingers to move it. What is this guy doing on our list? He needs to get out of here. Wow. Wow. Please don't choose Fleetwood Mac. No. Thank you. Can't you tell I'm so excited to cover Fleetwood Mac in the future? Oh my gosh. <laughs> It'll probably be amazing. I like continuity. I don't know if I can connect any through line with with Nevermind. That's part of the. This doesn't have to be through line. It's okay. I was originally I was originally going to choose this holiday, but I can't find it now. Mm. But I was like, that's too far in the other direction. It's completely. I mean, there's absolutely no connection from Billy Holiday to <laughs> Kurt Cobain. That's funny. <laughs> well. Maybe I don't know anything. Well, are are you feeling like lyrics? Are you feel what it would? I want some lyrics. You want some lyrics? I want some lyrics. That's how I. That's how I move. You know? Do we? This is good. I'm glad we're doing this on air. Nobody yeah, cares. No, it's a great. <laughs> um, Pick. Oh my gosh. Well, don't don't make me do it on air. No, I want. I want to do this. Okay, there it is. All right, we're gonna for go for real. From, that's from, the one. For from 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 one, I, I. Yes. Okay, the he has chosen DJ Shadows. End introducing. End introducing. Nineteen ninety six. There were better through lines for some of the other uh, albums, right? But hey, we're just skipping around. We're just doing this. This is a scant five years later after Nevermind, but in, I don't know if it, it could be more different in terms of musicianship the composition okay. style it was, it was it's it's the first album is my understanding it composed entirely of just samples oh, no, no singing it's all samples oh i'm very oh but there's no singing so there's no lyrics this is totally just just different that's okay i'm, right. I'm into something totally different but, but yeah again something connecting to on a different yeah okay so different wavelength after all that time we are choosing like i said dj shadows end to end introducing one word but the word end so that's what we're going to do. This was episode 11 of No Skips Podcast. That was a very lackluster review of Nirvana's Nevermind. But you know what? It's we not for everyone. Could, we're 30-somethings. Could, could, is, is it really appropriate in the spirit of Nirvana to get really fired up about Nevermind? That's a good point. Get, Kurt, Kurt Cobain a, is applauding. Gets, he's, he's, he's doing, he's, 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 he's slouching back on the couch doing this really half-hearted, sarcastic clap and rolling his eyes yeah i guess and smoking a cigarette (laughs) he's such a cool dude he's such a cool ghost um all right well that was our show thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you for also hanging with us as we took a one-week break for spring break which was cool (laughs) 
There we go. Cool school. <laughs> we survived it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with DJ Shadows. Do your, do your homework. You know, a lot of you might know this album. Come back to it. Come back to it anyway. Dip in. Dip into it with fresh eyes. I don't know anything from this album. So as get I don't some, know Get some headphones anything. on. Actually, fix my speakers. Shoot. Yeah. This is the week you want me to hear DJ Shadow, not until you fix my laptop speakers. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like shit. That's our show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. No Skips at No Skips Podcast on Twitter. There's a Facebook group called No Skips Podcast. Uh, join us on either place. Uh, Twitter seems to be kind of active. Eh, we're just doing it. This is Wh- more whatever, about just man. enjoying the whatever, show. Dad. But we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.